0: Everybody was kung fu
1: fighting. About 600 youth from across the country will aim for an uppercut as the Karate SA Nationals take place in Durban. Join us this Saturday at 1 o'clock at the DUT Sports Centre live when we go kumate from the spectacular event. (laughs) Give the Karateka in you a voice. Newsbreak exclusive. It's the day about 600 young warriors have been waiting for the Karate South African Nationals. A very warm welcome to you. It's Newsbreak, our special broadcast live from the DUT Sports Centre. This is the Karate South African Nationals, where young hopefuls are hoping to do their country proud and uh, get national colours to take forward their careers as young karatekas. Now what will happen here is karatekas from the age of 7 to about 17 will be assessed in two parts which is form known as kata and kumate which is known as a fight. The top four in each category stand the chance of qualifying for another international karate competition. It's a very good afternoon. I'm Tadeesh hadi Pashad with the entire Newsbreak team coming to you live from the DUT Sports Center. Today is a big deal. We're broadcasting live from the action, so we're going to be bringing you everything hot off the floor as it happens. So, what you need to do, and this is the only thing you need to do, is come down to the DUTY Sports Centre and join Newsbreak as we focus on karate. It's a it's a hive of activity over here. So much of fun, so much of entertainment, and so much of success for these young people, all just rearing to go and giving off their best. I think you should. Come and take in the vibe because it's really electrifying. And also, you may also call us 089-310-8789 and tell us about your karate story. Did you do karate? Did your children learn karate? What's the benefit? Why is this such a big deal? Well, before we go any further, let's kick it off. Did you get that? I'm sure you got that, yeah. Let's kick it off live from the floor. Here's Salma Patel and what's currently happening here at the KSA Nationals.
2: Well, a very good afternoon to you, Toresh. It's a fabulous afternoon here at the DUT uh, Sports Centre. And as you can hear, the atmosphere is electric. We've got parents, we've got... People from all nine provinces that are here, as we speak, all competing for the nationals. And that will give them a chance to compete uh, in karate uh, uh, ex- exhibitions on the way going forward. But I've got someone here who is quite famous and quite a household name. And yeah. she is Tina Lee Singh. Have you're you lucky? that name yeah,
1: Obviously, Salma Patel, you're so lucky to be starting next up
2: <laughs> Well, I'm going to let Tina speak for herself. Tina, good afternoon. and Welcome
3: to Newsbreak Talk. Thank you, Salma, and thank you for being here. This tournament is exciting. It's um, our children, our juniors, and our cadets that are participating today. And as you can see, the vibe is amazing. Also, I w- I'm very excited to see the female karate and the girls in karate. And that is something that I am very passionate about as I've published my paper this week about assessing gender inequality, a case study for women in sport management and being in the sport and seeing the number of women participating in karate as well on the on the, uh, on the back in terms of the officials and the coaches. So my role here today is to coach and I thank my uh, the KZN executive for having faith in me to coach today and you will meet a lot of champions that are coming through, especially Riyasha Singh and other competitors. So I look forward to the rest of the day here. But Tina, how did you
2: start in karate? Uh,
3: that was our secret, Salma, but anyway. Come on, you have
2: to share. It's a story that's just too good.
3: Okay, when I was eight years old, um, I have an older sister that's 11 months older than me named Trisha Singh. I used to bully her a lot and always get uh, my way at home. And my grandfather said, no, I needed discipline in karate. And that is why <laughs> I needed to learn discipline through karate. And that is why he sent me and uh, to karate. And I've never looked back and I've never bullied again. And I now teach um, children about bullying and how not to be bullies. even in my karate class that is one of the biggest lessons we do teaches about bullying
2: so is that what you gain from karate is it just discipline or do you also gain some sort of social uh, uh, skills as well
3: oh there's so much more than just that and discipline there's self-respect there's self-confidence I have become such a, a courageous person, a brave person. And it's only through the sport that I have been able to gain this kind of knowledge and wisdom through my life. And I believe karate actually mature quite quicker because of the sport. We learn how to uh, respect one another. There's so much more the sport gives to each everybody and that is just much more than the self-discipline. Di- the sport has taken me to different countries. I've, I've been on different continents. There's so much that it gives me and the best part of the sport is that I can give back to the community and that is what we try to do through KSA, through KZN and through our own initiatives as Karateka, we can give back.
2: So tell me something about the gender side of it then. Are men really afraid of you now? It happens quite often. Uh, I'm also in uh, the IT industry, so I'm always
3: uh, dominated by men. And when they know that I do karate, it's always that, oh, be careful of Tina and I. And I actually started liking that in terms of how good would it be if all women in South Africa were known to be like that? <laughs> Don't touch a South African woman because she knows karate. We will eradicate abuse. We will eradicate uh, rape. You know, we will, we can try. So that's why I recommend
2: that all children. Male and female, please do karate. Tina, some great points you're bringing up there. We certainly are going to keep you and bring you back onto Newsbreak Talk and try to dissect those and maybe unpack some of those values that you've told us. Tina Lee Singh, a coach from KwaZulu, uh, Natal Karate, thank you very much for joining us on Newsbreak Talk this afternoon. Thank
3: you, my pleasure. Look forward to working with
2: you. Well, there you have it, Taresh. It's uh, really exciting here. I've got a little group of, 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 of people here who are just so excited. Can I chat to them quickly?
1: Okay, well, I've got two girls eager to get onto the floor, but yes, let's let's chat to these young people
4: quickly.
2: Okay, very quickly. Hi, what's your name? Tyler Lake. And where are you from? Western Cape. And what are you here for, Tyler? I'm here for the competition. And what do you think about it?
5: Um, I think it's kind of cool that we're all here today for the competition and how the team supports each other for the competition.
2: Oh, thank you, my sweetie. Let's go to you. Hi, what's your name? My name is Leah Bona. And where are you from, my baby? Uh, Eastern Cape. Oh, so I should actually uh, say, uh, what? what's the greeting for Eastern Cape? Come on. Um, no, you're not going to tell me. And how do you feel about being here today? Nice. Yes. Okay, let's speak to you. Hi, what's your name? My name is Olwetu. Olwethu, what a lovely name. And where are you from, my boy? Eastern Cape. And what are you here for today?
5: For the tournament.
2: What do you think about the tournament today? It's fine. And you, what's your name? Tumsi. Tumsi, and what do you think about the tournament today?
6: It's fine.
2: Okay, all right. They're, not, they're very shy, but they do want to speak. And I want you all to get together and do a karate stand for me. Come on, let's get it. One, two, three. Yeah. 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 There you go, Tarish. That's a Kia for you. And we have a wonderful, exciting group of people out here, and it certainly is electric. Let's get it back to you, Tarish. Thank you
1: electrifying out there, Salma, on the floor learning karate from these young karatekas and I think the whole discipline aspect was absolutely beautifully explained there but like I said, we are pressing for time because we've got some power athletes who are eager to run to the floor. Now I'm a bit scared and uh, if, if you, and that is why you should leave home and come here right now and watch what what's going on because I'm sitting next to two beautiful small little girls but I'm so terrified of them. Why? Because Zara Qadir has just been placed second in Team Kata uh, and second in individual Kata. Now that is the form of Karate. And Amy Harding, well, she just won gold in, in, her, uh, in, her, in her group. So, well done, ladies. So let's, let's start with you, Zara. You you've say you've just came second in, uh, um, you know, in, in your particular group. Tell me what you had to do during that time
7: consistent training yeah uh, we've been training from last year for this tournament and it's it's just nice to see the fruits of your work how do you
1: after. train for cutter because it's form right so you just basically have to you basically um, with yourself so how do you practice like that
7: we have a lot of help from our sensei our coach and yeah. instructor he is our mentor and he teaches yeah. us every aspect so it's a lot of repetition and repeating right. and getting the technical side right
1: what do you need to get right like if you're throwing a punch what must the technical form of that punch be
7: it depends what style you do but right. usually in the style we do Shotokan karate, mm. it, you need to make sure that you have enough zanshin, which means that you have to pull back and you have to have the correct form of your upper body including right. your feet.
1: Mm. And, and take me through your practice regimen. How do you practice? How often do you practice?
7: Um, six times a week with Sensei Brando play, Yeah. Mm-hmm, in Tongat. And, and in, on your own? Um, on my own I usually go to the gyms in the morning and go for running etc.
1: Yeah. So tell me how successful you've been thus far in your career as a a young karateka. I
7: would say it's okay. It's
1: okay, yeah. That's the discipline aspect coming right there. Well, tell me, tell me what have you won? let's, I know you've been doing it for such a long time, but let's talk specifically within a frame of 12 months. What have you achieved in 12 months, Um, in the past 12 months?
7: Last year, I got second for Team Kata and first for Kumite. In Elite, I got third for Kata, uh, gold for Team Kata and gold for individual Kumite. Yo. and well this year I just got a uh, double silver and I'm going on off
6: my third division
1: wonderful what about you Amy in terms of your success in the past 12 months how's that been
6: Um, it's been good I've got a few gold medals and I went to Croatia for the World Youth Cup
1: what happens at the World Youth Cup
6: um, it's a really big tournament where yeah. all the countries come yeah and yeah, we all just compete. Yeah. Kata,
1: How did you do it? How did you do there?
6: I didn't medal. Yeah. The standard is very high, but right. there's but you tra-
1: got selected. I mean, that's a big achievement. Yes, yeah, so
6: I was very happy. Yeah. yeah. Um. There was a training camp there, so we we're mainly going for that. Yeah. To train with the world champions.
1: Right. And tell me about today. W- what are you up to today?
6: Um. <laughs> I just want to do my best. Yeah. And make myself proud.
1: You said you just won gold. Tell me about that.
6: Um, well, I've been working really hard, and I have this quote that says, she believed she could, so she did, yeah. and I've just been that's,
1: and that's, reading that. Right, and that's just buzzing through your brain yeah. all the time, your visualization. But, I mean, you must get this a lot, right? You're 14, and you're from Dublin, and, and you look like a small, sweet, regular <laughs> 14-year-old, but you could you could really do some damage I'm sure yes (laughs) uh, tell me about that I mean you think karate and you think fighter you think you know um, uh, strict and you think um, I think I think warrior is the word but you look so young and innocent so how do you how do you like juxtapose that
6: well it's very disciplined sport and I think it's good to learn because very good self-defense. Mm. So when you go out in the world by yeah. yourself, then yeah. it's good to use.
1: Wonderful, Zara, Amy, tell me this now. What's the competition level like when, let's like, say, the both of you are up for a tournament, up for the title? What's the competition level like?
7: This year, it's been extremely high. Yeah. Thanks yeah. to KSA, yeah. Commonwealth is most likely coming to South Africa. Right. So the tournament this year, it's, it's huge compared to last year and the other. Season. Yeah,
1: so you yeah, both want to be, really right. you guys want to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so lots of work. Well, great. Ladies, thanks so much for your time.
6: Thank you for Thank having you. me.
1: Yeah, we wish you all the best uh, later. We will hope to check in with you once you, I know you're going into Kumate now, so you're really going to get into it. Are you fighting <laughs> each other at any chance?
6: Uh, maybe in the final, if we make it to the <laughs> I want to
1: watch that. I can always. <laughs> watch that thanks so much for thanks so much for that guys well there we are we are bringing you the latest from uh, the floor here at the ksa nationals from dut it's a big broadcast everybody's vying to get chosen and now we're going to be talking before we go on to our another lady we're so eager to talk to you about let's talk to teboko and teboko may just injure me because i don't know how to say his surname teboko how do i say his surname
0: i uh,
1: again. Twin. Um, twang Twang. I'm Twang Twang. See, I got yeah. it. Okay, great. And Teboko, you're from Mpumalanga all the way from Mpumalanga to Durban for this. Tell me about your journey.
0: Uh, my journey is to be in the top seven best, fight, best fighters of the country. Mm. So,
1: and, and how close are you to that?
0: Uh, actually, last year I was chosen to represent South Africa as the top five best athletes in the country. Yeah. Actually, I didn't have fun to go, so I'm
1: there. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, it's a big commitment, ensuring that you're on top of your A-game for karate, but it's expensive. What are some of the challenges that perhaps you face or the people that you know face with regard to the financial aspect of being a super athlete?
0: Yeah, we're having a financial crisis. Yeah. But I just keep pushing, training. I yeah. use everything I have, Right. I don't have excuses that uh, I'm having financial problem yeah. or something so I'll, I'm committed to my sport. So you just want to be
1: on top of your game?
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Tell me about your friends in your community, in your area. Is Karate a big thing? Like do a lot of your friends do Karate?
0: No. Yeah. Uh, where I live, Karate is a very small sport. Right. but me and my friends, all of my friends, I just started Karate, like I was going to watch my friend playing yeah. there. I started joining because my friend was doing it. Actually, yeah. I found out that karate is the best part. Yeah,
1: yeah. And what do you hope to achieve?
0: In karate? Yeah. Uh, one day I want to be an African champion and to be a world champion in my style.
1: Wonderful. So, well, well we hope to, we, we're going to look out for you, Tiboko. I, I know how to say your name now. So obviously, I'm going to be cheering for you. Yeah. So thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you achieve your goals here today.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Teboko from Mpumalanga, all the way. Karate going across the country. And we're taking you across the country to bring you the uh, stories about karate and the significance of this. We also heard about how karate can be used as a discipline sport, how karate can help stop bullying. and
2: Isn't that strange, though, Taresh? That everyone starts it out some way. Getting in touch with the bully getting and that's in touch how with you uh, I, that went was, into karate. That was
1: absolutely fascinating about how, because you know, you think karate and you think, you know, you, I mean, th- this may be a misrepresentation from my side, but you think uh, violence, you think, you know, defense, you think fighting, right? But It's not about that. It's about about uh, composure inside. hey, And mental. there's actually
2: a big difference apparently between karate and Kung
1: fu. Absolutely, and we'll be definitely unpacking that in a short while. But an interesting thing you you just uh, had in your conversation, Selma, was about the woman representation in karate, and that's exactly what we're talking about right now. Because I am joined by a very high profile guest joining me right now at the DUT. And remember, it's still time for you to come. It's only about 20 past one, so you've still got some time to come through and and have a look at this amazing activity happening. The newsbreak team is out in full force. You can also interact with them and learn more about karate. And while you do that, while you get here, we've got Riyasha Singh. Now, Riyasha Singh is a national, she's got her protea colors, she's represented South Africa in Portugal, um, she's gearing up for Commonwealth, she's got about five gold med- medals from the ski tournament and the list is endless. Riyasha, hot property right now aren't you? <laughs> <laughs>
8: yes hi
1: (laughs) thanks so much for joining us no
8: it's my pleasure
1: what's 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 the day been like for you here
8: uh it's been quite exhausting it's a long day we're here from yesterday great so Uh, what are you
1: doing currently what is the intention here today
8: uh today i'm here as a coach to assist the athletes on the floor Mm. so we give them encouragement we help them uh after and before the fight we try to amp them up and give them positive vibes so that when they go onto the floor they're ready to fight and win
1: yeah you can't just rock up and do that, right? You have sure. to prepare for that. Tell me yes, about that preparation.
8: No. Uh we prepare by our sensei, sensei Brando Pele, he's the head coach of South Africa. So he's there by our side, he encourages us. Um he's here with us on the floor all yeah. the time and he's behind us and he educates us on how to help the kids and what strategy to tell them and techniques to perform.
1: So it's not just about this routine you see or a flying kick or Jean Claude Fendamme, it's no yeah it's 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 a really structured
8: it's quite mental you have you know? to be mentally prepared when you're on the floor it's not just going out there and kicking and punching
1: how do you mentally prepare because it's such a it's such an active sport you know you gotta you, you gotta use your hands you gotta use your legs but your brain has to be still of course it do do is that?
8: muscle memory and uh but obviously when we in our dojo and when we train under our sensei we used to hearing their voice we used to hearing them tell us react punch kick so we have to analyze we have to see we have to check we have to test our opponent as many on the floor so we test them as they come we react yeah. so it's about training and mentally preparing yourself yeah. and muscle memory as well of course tell me about muscle
1: memory that's a big thing many okay. athletes speak about um, this but how do you even
8: create a muscle memory so it's constant training so yeah. i train six times a week with sensei brando so we do about uh, 10 punches then break then 10 punches and we continue then we do kicks And that's muscle memory. So you start developing. You kick, you punch. It's reaction. So that's how you develop your muscle memory. It's constant training and hard training.
1: The big debate about the gender parity with regard to karate, with many assuming it to be a male-dominated sport and many wanting to uh, present women, young women, at the forefront of the sport to take it further. Have you faced this kind of gender issue in the sport?
8: Um, I have previously, but I wasn't uh, with... um, uh, male. Yeah. It was just that oh, right. we were not given the opportunity to go, and that was taken up with Saskog. But um, as you can see today, you can see there's so many females that are here in the yeah. sport, and it just opens up so many opportunities for us. As you know, karate is now in the Olympics. Right. So that's an amazing opportunity for all of us. Yeah. And I think that it helps us with self defense, of course, because over any other person who doesn't have karate as a background, We have the knowledge, we have the skill, we have the reaction. In any situation, I would think back what I can do. I'll prepare myself before it actually takes place.
1: Wonderful. Well, we are talking to Riyasha Singh. She's one of the high-flying top achievers here at the KSA Finals. You can also call us. It's 089-310-8789. If you would like to have a word with Riyasha, tell her what a fan you are of us. And also, maybe ask her some tips. Are you a young Karataka and you want to know how to get your head around the right space? Give us a call. It's 089-310-8789. And while we wait for them, Riyasha, tell me about um, this entire process of, or, or, or rather, creating a... Um, an interpersonal link with other athletes in your in your sport, what connection is created and what connection is needed?
8: Okay um, so obviously we become a family yeah. we support each other. And of course we don't always train with each other KZN is from different dojos different organizations but as you can see when we come to a tournament we all won we support each other we motivate each other and it just links us as a family so karate is a sport that just brings us all together and we cheer each other on and motivation is most important
1: um and what about the whole um aspect of um you know planning because I know it's about goal setting. How do you goal set?
8: Um, of course, you have to balance your life with your education and with your sports. So you dedicate a certain amount of time to yeah. your sports as yeah. well as to your education.
1: Okay, Riyasha, I think uh, uh, quickly, if you could tell me, I know that the link or the, um... <coughs>
8: <I'm
1: sorry. laughs> yes, no, it's fine, the, the, the role of the sense.
8: <coughs> have a bit of the flu.
1: Oh, no, <laughs> should we get you some water? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yes. Join us, please. Come through DUT Sports Center. We are talking to Ryasha about her interaction. Well, she's just uh, stepped out a little bit, but Ryasha, Ryasha was talking to us about uh, you know the, the the link and the relationship that one creates with a coach a sensei as they're known and we got the head coach of the protest and we're very fortunate to be spending some time with him because he's got so much of knowledge and a, and a vast plethora of resources to talk talk us through. We're joined by no less than Brando Pele, the head coach of the Proteus Brando, I've been only hearing good things about you. <laughs> yes, you're doing lots right by just looking at these amazing team that you've created your process as a coach I mean you can do so much
4: right absolutely um, the, the the strategies that we employ in terms of the uh, training procedures and stuff has been pretty stringent with regards to and karate but it's 70% of what the athlete puts forward and 30% of what the coach actually gives them yeah so I think natural talent actually is a a major um, sort of criteria that comes through but hard work and dedication to training and, and being able to actually translate that on the floor is what's very important to get good results. Mm.
1: What about practice? Because I know so, so, so many um, you know, experts or teachers or gurus that we speak to often tell us that you know what, to an extent it's 20% in the classroom and 80% of what the student does on their own in terms of creating this habit of, of the art.
4: Your thoughts on that? No, absolutely. Um, but having a good guide is also a very, very yeah. important factor. Absolutely, you, you can be a naturally gifted person, but. Yeah having the proper guidance and the proper training, and also somebody who's mentally stable and can guide you in the correct manner right. mentally, rather than just the physical aspect yeah. of, of the sport yeah. and preparation. Mentally, you have to have somebody who's very sound, who actually understands how to interact with right. somebody right. and actually move them through not the just fighting, no, it's Not just about fighting, it's not just about It's not just about the skills. Yeah. It's, it's about being able to translate that into good technique and, and mainly also aside from the competition aspect is to get somebody who's actually a credit to society and i think karate is a magnificent vehicle for that to happen
1: i want to know from you you said that the you know it, you need a sound coach you need somebody who's mentally strong who's emotionally strong who knows the syllabus what do you have to do as a coach to prepare yourself to teach
4: well, with with me, I've been fortunate in that I've had a very good teacher who happened to be my father, Hanshi Sani Palai. So I was given a very good grounding from the time that I came into karate. I started when I was three. And I've taken a lot of those positive um, sort of input that he's given me and positive guidance, and I've tried to transfer it Onto my students and on to the athletes that compete but aside from that i try to travel as much as possible uh, overseas to get the exposure i'm one of the only qualified coaches in the country I've had to study syllabuses and keep myself What did you have rest. to give up?
1: What did you have to give up? Because you've achieved so much. It doesn't just come like that, right?
4: Well, I sacrificed a lot of time and I must thank my, my wife and, and my son for actually being very understanding and allowing me the opportunity to get out there and, and do what I need to do for the betterment of the athletes. I've had to sacrifice a lot of time in terms of personal time and, and sacrifice it to, to move forward with yeah. the athletes in training and preparation and guidance. Yeah. but. For me, it's worth it, this right. is my life, this yeah. is what I want to but do. What's
1: the lesson there about giving up so much, about you know, uh, making the time for this, what is the
4: lesson there? I think the lesson is that uh, in order to give off your best, you've got to be selfless. You can't have any sort of regrets or you can't have any sort of you know uh, problems that come through that hinder you from actually progressing forward. I'm a very driven person, I like achievement, uh, I have a passion for performance. And I want to see our South African karateka get up to a level where we can compete internationally and bring back titles. And obviously, getting to the Olympics is a very, very big uh, goal of mine. And I think that we are well on our way there.
1: I wanted to ask you about the whole aspect of, um, you know, c- creating that um, motivation because sometimes. Even if somebody chooses a part, sometimes they just don't want to come to class or they just don't want to do practice. Yes. And that's a common thing many, no, you know, many may notice with young people. Could you tell me about that? Like, how do you inspire young people?
4: I think I have a lot of charisma that attracts them to me and I try and be as strict as possible in terms of the dojo etiquette and the, the ethics with regards to karate. But I also try and make it fun and make sure they actually enjoy themselves uh, in the class and try and create an atmosphere of goal setting. We we have targets that we need to achieve and we look at achieving those short term and long term goals as we move forward. So that really attracts the kids to right. you have a lot of yeah. instructors that basically teach or yeah. and, and basically don't have a goal and, and don't set goals for their athletes yeah. to achieve. Yeah. So I think that's what brings the kids back. That's right. what brings the athletes back and that's what keeps them motivated. It's essential of they have a direction, right. they w- they've got a target to aim for, and that's the way they it. Going. Let's talk
1: about some tangible things. Is there a specific diet? Is there a specific exercise regime? I mean, I'm looking at the guys here, and not everybody is this big wrestler type. They're quite lithe. It's, yes. it's, it's very like um, I, I can't get that word, but we use it a lot in, 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 in yoga, I've heard it yes. a lot. Uh, um, lean, supple very supple. Absolutely. What what, what is the requirement for karate? Well,
4: look, uh, with karate, you have two different types. You have the traditional aspect where karate is done as a self-defense and a form of exercise and basically used in that manner. And then you have your high-level athletes, which is what you're seeing here. And with your high-level athletes, you require a lean body muscle type require a lot of aerobic and anaerobic fitness so you don't necessarily need big muscles to do karate right you need to be very very fast you need to be explosive to the (laughs) time explosive to the target and and you need to basically be very tactful in what you're doing yeah so in terms of the exercise regime outside of the dojo we expect the athletes especially at this level to be doing gym work they've they've got to have strength coaches they've got to have People that actually motivate them to yeah. train hard yeah. and to be cardiovascular fit. But cardiovascular fitness is a as, big as, thing is essential. Well, well, Brando,
1: just give us two more minutes of your sure, time, no right? Problem. Because we don't want to talk to you anymore about this, even though this is radio. We want to show you some basic karate moves and um, sequences. So stay with us. We're going to be, Brando is going to be teaching us some karate, which you can practice at home. So don't go too far. Fantastic. Newsbreak Talk with me, Tarish Shadi We are bringing you live coverage from the KSA Finals, the Karate South Africa Nationals, where everybody's vying for a spot to represent the country. Well, listen, here's a secret. And, you know, um, Newsbreak is all about discipline. And you get that every day when we bring you composed... Researched controlled broadcast, but you know what? It's not easy to be this disciplined, so we're gonna learn some discipline from karate now. And we've got Brando who's going to be head national coach of SA right he's going to be teaching news some moves and Salma well I don't even need to ask her because she's already jumping up and down as if she's like you know like Muhammad Ali Absolutely. apparently There's we have to
2: skills. be light on our feet is <laughs> yeah. that yeah, true but,
1: but Salma I think it's discipline so you got to stand oh, in that oh. stance yes 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 so Brando <laughs> is going to teach Salma some karate I'm oh, okay. interested
4: about this fantastic so we're going to teach you how to make a proper fist first of all mm. because that is very important when you actually have to execute a technique so you're just going to okay. repeat after me it's Ben bend touch, touch touch squeeze squeeze thumbs over thumbs over so it's very important that you have your knuckles protruding in the front yeah and you're able to throw a proper punch and mm-hmm. there's no vacuum that's able to go through there uh-huh. so we're going to try again so we go bend bend touch touch squeeze squeeze thumbs over thumbs over fantastic and you've got to keep your wrist nice and straight Mm -hmm. That's it. Now, what people also don't realize is that when you punch, it's not about how tight your fist is from the beginning of the punch. Mm -hmm. It's more about how tight your fist is towards the end of the technique Ah. or the impact. So a lot of people tend to squeeze their fist and try and throw a technique, and they find themselves injuring, uh, you know, picking up unnecessary injuries. So So it's a relaxed fist at the moment, mm -hmm. and we're going to teach you how to just move your hip through and just throw a reverse punch, which is the most fastest, most popular technique that we have in karate competition.
1: Okay. Can I interrupt? Am I your goal? or am I going to punch me? Yes. <laughs> I'm
2: aiming for you. <laughs> okay. okay.
4: So from here you're just going to widen up your feet a little bit. Alright. And you're going to whip your left hand back to your hip and just twist your hip through and throw your right punch straight in front of you like that. Fantastic. Back again. So the quicker you pull this one, Mm -hmm. your your lead hand, the Mm -hmm. quicker the other one's going to come out, right? And And you really have have to turn your hips into it. And keep it nice and straight. And remember to clench your fist at the end of the technique. So we're going to teach you some Japanese also. So you're going to count with me. Say itch. Itch. Fantastic. Back again. And one more. Knee. Knee. And the last one, you're going to shout a loud kia. You ready? And kia. Fantastic. Well done. That was awesome. Well done.
2: I actually have been coached by Brando. You have
4: been coached. (laughs) Salma,
1: go there now. Go get your (laughs) colors. Watch out, everybody. Thanks so much, Bando. My we pleasure. Appreciate your time. Thank, Thank you, you very much. for giving us this valuable
4: um, information. Fantastic. Thank you for the opportunity.
1: And Salma, yes, Soma's going to be a bit more strict now. There we go. Newsbreak tour coming to you live. We are talking about karate and the importance of this. And we have somebody joining us right now from the Western Gate, no less, would you believe? So karate and what's happening here right now is not just something for people from Durban. It's not just something for, you know, a, a small section of the country. It's global and we have somebody from the western cape and we've got robin Leopold, 15 years old welcome to durban robin thank you have you been here before i have actually yeah for karate i'm sure obviously <laughs> <laughs> tell me about that journey why did you want to start karate
5: um growing up as a young girl i wasn't always like most social like mostly sociable and um my weight wasn't always what it's supposed to be so i started karate not only because of my physical state but also because i saw my cousin doing it and i was like i also want to do it right
1: and and, and what did you because now you've given your life to it I and mean, you're here so obviously you've taken it really far what was that switch from just doing it because you had you know doing it from a social aspect or from a health aspect it's changed now how has that changed
5: it's actually changed in a, quite a positive way because um up until i think three years back I never thought I'd actually be here. Um, three years back, I actually won my first gold medal at the national level. So I honestly feel that if it wasn't for the major competitions and for my, like, my sensei seeing the potential in me, I honestly wouldn't be here.
8: Mm.
1: And uh, in terms of, um, you know, from a team perspective, because I know you guys travel as a team a lot, what kind of interdependency is there in the team?
5: it's um, helping your team be with you it's more than just use now you know you have the support of your team and once you have the support of your team it just gives you that extra time and that extra ability to just do so much better
1: your advice then to young people who want to do this you know what becomes what's I mean you you identify how you started you saw a change you wanted to make in your life but once you get into it, what is the advice to a young karateka?
5: And well, karate, it's not just a physical sport. Instead, for me, I'd say that karate is a passion, but at the same time, it's a lifestyle. So those who want to start, they should really go for it, because once you're in it, it's just, it grows on you.
1: And today, what is your plan today? What are you vying for? What are you hoping to win? What have you won already, even?
5: Um, I've won nationals before in Kumite as well as in Kata, so I'm a gold medalist in both events.
1: What's better, Kumite or Kata? I mean, you you can't have one without the other, but in terms of, what do you enjoy performing more?
5: Um, I have a passion for Kata because it's such a beautiful thing to show off to people and to show what you've been working on. But at the same time, Kumite is such a great stress reliever, because that's the time where you can just give it your all, and that's the physical contact part of karate.
1: Right, but there's discipline, right? I mean, you can't just bash somebody because you had a bad day. Yeah,
5: it takes lots of discipline, respect, as well as technique.
1: Yeah. Wonderful. Well, we appreciate your time, and thank you so much for visiting us all the way from the Western Cape Robin, and all the best with with your journey as a karateka. Thank you. Well, yes, give us a call as well, 0893108789. We are eager to hear your side of, of karate, but we'll be back in a short while to bring you more live from the DUT Sports Centre, the KSA Nationals karate that 's the focus today and it 's about discipline and it 's about creating a culture of a culture of i think i think a stillness within through movement and through the act of um, of 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 kumate, which is known as your fighting aspect of karate but it 's also a family heritage as we 're learning here from Vijay Govinda who 's a uh coach here today at the ksa nationals vijay thanks so much for your time uh yeah vijay and i understand that this legacy of karate that 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 you and your family practice is is a lineage thing tell me where it started
9: started with my dad he started karate in 1973. 1973.
1: Yeah. And as, and then tell me, as a young girl, why did you take up this interest?
9: Oh, it was introduced to me to my, by my parents, by my dad. And I just was passionate about the sport and I continued with it.
1: Yeah. And through that time, tell me your journey to become a coach.
9: Well, I've been competing previously. I've represented south africa on min- numerous occasions i've represented i've had my proteo um it's just five years now that i've been introduced into coaching the national team i'm now on the junior coaching commission i work closely with sensei Brendo. right we coach the junior the junior team of the so case. when you say
1: junior at what age would uh, Karateka no. start with you Like the youngest?
9: Well, the youngest normally starts at four. That's in in dojo level. Right. That's a
1: very young age. And four-year-olds are very happy and they have a lot of energy. And how do you teach them a discipline or a stillness like karate at that age? Well, you
9: turn it into a fun sport Fun sport yeah and you've got to be a little patient with them Mm
1: -hmm.
9: Um, takes a lot of patience with the little kids but normally we start teaching kids at four five six and seven yeah but we introduce it as a fun sport using fun equipment and things like that
1: and then tell me um by teaching them this discipline sport at such a young age what does it do for them as they grow older
9: it develops character, it develops the mental stability, it develops the uh, personality, um, the concentration level, the alertness. Um, mm. There's a lot of things that it uh, actually improves. Would it make
1: it. them more violent? Because this is, I mean, if they could come out
9: No, not violent, it's more disciplined. Right. Uh, it disciplines the child. Um, uh, Self control. Self control is very yeah. important. And um, they learn that. Through karate at a young age.
1: Do you think there's a misconception that karate turns up turns individual violent? Some do yeah
9: some some thinks that karate is violent but yeah. actually it's not violent it is a disciplined sport.
1: And we understand that you brought your daughter Abigail here to talk to us as well Abigail. Yes, Abigail. <laughs> Abigail tell us I mean does it, does your mom coach you? Your mom coaches you? Yeah. And how often?
8: Um, all the time
1: <laughs> and, and do you get nervous when you're with mom now because I mean, this is your mom right do you get nervous when she's telling you how to perform a routine
8: sometimes
1: Yeah. yeah. and is she always on your case always telling you what to do
7: yes.
1: <laughs> and how do you deal with that um, I don't know <laughs> so uh, what is the, I mean it's a family sport right your grandfather did it, mom's doing it now how do you plan on taking it further
8: continuing the sport
1: yeah wonderful and, and in terms of I, th- I think um, Vijay in terms of getting into communities because this sport yes. needs to um, circulate yeah this sport needs to circulate is a good word how do you go about taking the sport you know into communities
9: we normally approach the, the yeah. schools yeah we, that's where we start yeah. the grassroots level right we actually uh, approach schools and we start with the little kids and then you take it up into another level in in all the different community areas.
1: Yeah. Karate being recognized as an Olympic sport, it's big news. Oh,
9: that's awesome.
1: Yeah. What does it mean for you, though?
9: Um, it now means that our newer generation of athletes have the opportunity of representing our country and being representing South Africa or representing the sport at Olympics. That is the most amazing achievement for any athlete.
1: Wonderful. Vijay, I think we'll have to leave it there with you. Thanks so much for sharing that bit of information with us and continue taking this legacy forward. Thank you. (laughs) Well, we are discussing Karate here on Newsbreak Talk with Meeta Desh. It's about 10 to 2 and so much more activity lined up. I mean we did say about 600 young South Africans are vying for their titles to get their colors. Top four in each category stands the chance of being of gaining qualification into other international competitions which means it's big business, it's big news here and we are going to be wrapping up our discussion in a short while but you know one of the major things about uh, something like creating this culture or this sport For a young person is that while that young person needs to be devoted and dedicated I think you need about 150% more dedication and devotion from the parent because the parent is the one that needs to oversee this and to sacrifice their time and invest in this particular interest that a young person has and we've got Suryan Pakri from East London all the way from East London and he's going to be telling us his story about supporting his two kids through this great journey. Suryan thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure thank you for having us. You have a very, uh, from what I gather, a very trained voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, part of media, but not actually on air. <laughs> right? So you've had to give up a lot in order to ensure that your two kids succeeded at Karate. First, tell me about your kids and what they're doing.
10: Okay, I've got an under 15 year old uh, uh, girl that's put, ca- literally participating at the moment, I right. think. Right. And I've got an nine that participated yesterday. I think the, the intention was when we joined karate. I think we joined one of the uh, Sunny Players affiliates in East London, Barry Neville. Um, it's it's not a sport. It's a lifestyle. You actually buy into that lifestyle. The parents become one with it, and the discipline of the kids is passed on to the parents. And I think sometimes the the, the it's not so difficult for the parents to actually take the kids. Sometimes the kids demand that they be taken.
1: Right. So what do you do? Like like take. Take me through a a regular week with regard to karate.
10: Karate normally in East London, particularly, is two days a week. Uh, You choose your clubs. Um, There's obviously different styles in, in, in place. Uh, we belong to a Gojekai club in East London Which trains on a Tuesday and Thursday um, And you follow the disciplines that go with it um, I think for us it's before competition It becomes more intense You're right. probably training four to five times yeah. also weekends. And what do
1: you do? Do you just wait in
10: the car? <laughs> <laughs> you normally you normally drive around you, 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 You're an official Uber without getting paid right. That's basically <laughs> that it you dad Uber <laughs> Um, and obviously, you know, coming up from the Eastern Cape, we we, we commit a lot of resources and time to actually be here for tournaments. So the, the investment is more like a family than from from karate. Mm-hmm. I've talked to other parents yeah. that actually talk a lot of they they time their holidays with tournaments. Right. So they take if they got two other kids that are not doing karate yeah. or one other kids not doing yeah. karate, they all they tend to time it as a, as yeah. a, as, a, as, a, as a event.
1: And what do you do at home in the house like from a diet perspective from a time management you was school t- as well. I'll tell you one about. story
10: my 9 year is quite easy because the weight division is quite easy and and uh, being a small kid he doesn't have to worry about weight my daughter obviously as I get older they fit in different divisions she qualified for 54 uh, under 54, but she had probably had a bit of a challenge making the target weight so for the last two weeks we were on a qu- quite a strict diet um, uh, Reducing carbs high fitness just to get it on weight and she came in at 53 which is quite fantastic but from a period Then becomes a, from an issue you you know you can't bring five pizzas into your household You, you know you gotta bring bring uh,
1: decarb stuff right. healthy meals Wonderful well sudan so I mean l- let's talk about how are you going to take this through? I mean, it, it's a
10: lifelong commitment, right? Y- yes, it is. And like I said, it's a lifestyle decision. You know, you spend probably about two to three minutes, give or take, on, on, on the mat. And, and you probably train uh, probably about 400 times more in, 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 in minutes that you spend in, in, your, in your dojos. And I think the lessons are more than just the, the effort that's put in. is not the result of your, your actual final results. Um, your effort put in is what you gauge out of life. Siren, wonderful, thanks okay. so much for your Thank time Thank you very much
1: It. Yeah, and I know you're going to go and support them now So all the best with that Yeah, I think we get more nervous as parents than the kids do sometimes oh, Before you go, quickly about that What about that disappointment? Is there too much of pressure sometimes? You know, so it all
10: depends on the parents I think yeah. I've been very fortunate that, that my, my daughter particularly has been Started at 8 and 9 year old right. And we kind of overcome that disappointment That you, It's actually more expectation yeah. You expect to do well then you got to yeah. manage the disappointment I think for us, we've kind of acclimatized over that right. So we kind of manage it Guys, go out, have fun, do your best And learn from the experience Again, sometimes the failure of the mat is actually better for them in actually pushing them to to actually pursue a higher level of intensity in
1: German training. Making them more disciplined. Suryan, thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much. Well, we are wrapping up our discussion now with the man of the moment, and we kept the best for us. Yes, we did. We got Hanshi Sunny pele now joining us in studio. You've been very busy, but I can see the discipline on your face. Nothing is deterring you today.
11: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, that's the art of karate. Uh,
11: yeah, it's like the gentleman said, karate is a way of life. I flew back from India on Tuesday and Thursday. I got uh, from Tuesday got busy with organizing this tournament, and then on Thursday I chaired the technical congress for Karate South Africa. That was a four-hour exercise, and since yesterday morning we've been at this venue, overseeing and chairing the championships. Very exciting. Uh, I am absolutely uh, excited and uh, enthusiast enthusiastic because perhaps you may or may not know karate is now an Olympic sport. Uh, for the first time in our history, we were accepted into the Olympic family in Rio, Brazil. And uh, it means there's a basket full of opportunities for our athletes as they go forward. More importantly, apart from the normal normal Olympics that you have, which is now scheduled for 2020 in Tokyo, I received a letter a month ago from the World Federation that karate uh, is also going to be part of the World Youth Olympics that's taking no. place in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Yeah. So this youth that's here, you know, we are now uh, working uh, currently in this uh, on these two days with the children from the tender age of seven. What does it mean for them? I mean, all of these international
1: meets that they could possibly qualify for. What does today mean for them?
11: Well, if they are in the top four today, they get ranked. We have a ranking system like you have in golf yeah. and cricket. And that basically means they put themselves in line for selection as pro tiers for various international events. Example, Zone 6 Africa, which is Zambia, Zimbabwe, Botswana, Namibia, and uh, South Africa, and and, uh, one or two other countries. And then once that is over, we got the All-Africa Championships in Cameroon. And that is uh, encompassing 52 countries in Africa. As soon as that's finished, in June, we go to the World Youth Cup in Croatia, Eastern Europe. As soon as that's finished, there's the Dubai Open. And so it goes on until October, we're having the World Cup in Tenerife, Spain. Mm. Huge, huge, uh, huge opportunities ahead. And and all of that is now pointing to Olympics. Olympics is the way to go. So my cliche that I've just uh, put together is stay focused. The Olympics are ahead. Yeah. And that's my advice to all the athletes. Uh, you know, every sportsman or woman or young man or young girl, kid, has the Olympic dream. Right. It's now possible for a karate car to have that Olympic dream. Well, why did it take so long? Um, uh, different styles. Uh, karate is very complex. It has right. a number of styles. And they had to find unison in terms of the rules. Yeah. Finally, we've arrived w- at with consensus at one set of rules which is the World Karate Federation rules and this satisfied the IOC and we're in business mm. and the c- sport is growing in leaps and bounds right. um, and the enthusiasm, the excitement is going through the roof every kid here I can tell you it's not the, the, the password, the buzzword here is Olympics, 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 Olympics But before
1: Olympics you've got Commonwealth
11: Yes and
1: uh, in terms of preparation for that, I mean when you know something as big as the Commonwealth Games right at your doorstep
11: You as an organizer of the sport, what frenzy do you go through? Well, I serve as the Vice President of the Commonwealth Karate Federation. They're known as the CKF. And I was instrumental in uh, making a bid for the Commonwealth Championships. It was awarded to South Africa last year. And uh, we are extremely excited about it. It's coming to the city of Durban, who uh, a city, in my opinion, that's ready for any international event. We have the climate, we have the infrastructure. I look forward to a very, very successful Commonwealth and I'm told that there will be 25 countries attending. Mm, mm. I'm looking forward to the support of SASCOC and the uh, government departments locally in KwaZulu-Natal. And uh, and, uh, this event is taking place in the first week of September. I was last weekend in India. Uh, attending a commonwealth meeting where various uh, issues were put to bed yeah, and we are ready and it's all systems ready go and one roll. thing that's very important uh, Naresh is that what the world uh, federations want? They want to marry international events to tourism mm. and uh, what better city than Durban for Absolutely. tourism?
1: Because you've got so much support today I think it's a, it's, it's a great buzz to create but I think Hanshi before you leave us now and we're about to wrap up our conversation um, Karate has been popular but do you think it's really becoming even more popular now amongst families, amongst communities and amongst athletes?
11: First thing I'd like to urge every parent that's listening to your program and thank you for having us and showcasing karate as a matter of interest but every parent should engage their kids in karate it is a magnificent vehicle to arrest the problem of drugs and alcohol abuse Uh, It is fantastic to ensure that there is discipline at home, discipline in the schools, discipline in the public platform. And uh, it's excellent for character building and mental strengthening and strengthening us physically. Uh, I'm 66. I've been 50 years in the sport. I am active every day. He looks younger
1: than me if you you wonder. (laughs) I
11: (laughs) I am on the tatami on the floor every day. I teach an average of three classes a day no problem whatsoever.
1: Andrew am we thank you so much for your time and telling us about the benefits of karate.
11: And uh, Naresh, the last question is, I hope I've inspired you to take up the sport.
1: You know, I, I took it up as a kid. Yeah. I didn't get too far, but yeah, I'm inspired now. Selma's going to teach me. She learned to So, so you so, so, and Selma,
11: and... it's never too late, remember that, right? <laughs> eh? God Andrew. bless you guys, man, and all the best to Radio Lotus and your listeners. Wonderful. Thank, thank you, you so, so much
1: for giving us that bit of advice. Ush,
11: karate. as we say in
1: yes. karate. Yes, Ush. <laughs> so there we go. Our broadcast on Karate now ended, and this, I mean, I think, uh, j- just to recap what Hanshi was saying, we often on Newsbreak Talk, every weekend, talk about the social challenges afflicting your community, afflicting the youth, and maybe Karate is that level of discipline and that level of commitment to eradicate problems like drugs, gangsterism, and, you know, lack of discipline being seen across communities. On that note, we'll have to say, we'll have to say us to you now. And this broadcast came your way courtesy of the team executive producer Salma Patel, Talisha Naidu, Hafsam Kizir, Hussein Ibrahim and Manik Thor all joining us today to bring you this broadcast. We're back again between 1 and 2 o'clock tomorrow, another edition of Newsbreak Talk with me Resh. So, hey, have an awesome day.